Hello. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Fog's in me throat. Welcome to uh, the Experience of the World, the Isengo Travel Podcast. I'm Gavin. We have Ria with us today. Hi. And we have Manish. Hey guys. How are we? I'm very good, thank you. Good. What about you guys? Oh, good, good. And how are you doing today? Yeah, pretty well. <clears throat> uh, it's a bright and sunny morning. And sunny-ish. Yeah, sunny-ish. Yeah, and clouds. <laughs> yeah. Although and it's warmer today, that's Yeah, sure. it is, it is, yes. I had my tea and breakfast. So you're ready to go? Yeah. Brilliant. Let's get going. So in this episode, we are looking at data analytics. It sounds a very dry subject, but we have Manish here to unwrap it and make it sound sexy. <laughs> Would that be fair? Yeah. What is the glamour factor in data? Yeah. Yeah. It's fancy. And uh, Google had just announced the sexiest profile of 21st century. And don't worry, it is not too technical, but obviously it took 18 years of education for me to unleash the power of data analytics. You sound like from the matrix or something now. Yeah, <laughs> it took me half the time. So yeah, so data is nothing just the collection of different, different trends, observations of different things. So if I take an example of, let's say, customer data, we all do and use social networking sites like Facebook, Twitter on daily basis. Mm -hmm. So we collect data of different uh, different likes, dislikes, comments, shares, what kind of communities we are liking, what kind of uh, communities or people we are following. So we, we track those data and create some uh, trend structures and observant structures so that with we give the relevant information to the marketeers, to the product guys, to the category guys, so that they can run uh, their products, their marketing campaigns, and then we can actually get the million dollar figure. So you, you can actually pinpoint, say, uh, a group of people who look at something. So like uh, 25 year olds, you can say, I know what they're looking at, what yes. they do, Yes. How exactly. long they're looking at it for and use that to help another department or to focus their work on reaching that audience. Is that kind of Exactly, right? exactly. And especially in today's digital era, we are not people we are not meeting people face to face. We are driving campaigns, we are driving everything online. So we need to observe something so that we can personalize and make it more uh, easy customer experience for people, right? Which is why we need data. We need to observe trends, different behavior, not just to give the insights to the marketeers or the relevant stakeholders, but for finance people as well, so that they can manage their budgets according to the traffic over the websites, over their transactional figures. So yeah, lot of things. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to digress, uh, uh, but a bit, but then uh, what about like these days, the most important uh, topic that's going on is the entire data privacy issue. 
Uh, you Facebook, just mentioned about tracking data and you mentioned about Facebook and Twitter. So how do you think in today's world, okay, so as a data person, as somebody who looks into data a lot, uh, where does that, uh, I think the responsibility comes uh, in terms of businesses, that where should it enter or where, you know, how much data is enough for a business to identify? Yep. The data. Actually, there are two issues. So, first is the data security and the privacy. It is the most important part of any organization to have that security and privacy within their business first. Because it is our responsibility to take care of the customer's data. Now, when I say data, so it is just the cookie based system that, uh, especially after the GDPR in, in Europe. We ask our customers who are coming to our website that can we collect your data so that we can personalize your journey so that it will actually help you to navigate fast and book it more quickly. So yes, it is actually relatively very important to have a data security layer in your business. Do you, do you get bored with numbers? <laughs> no. It's my passion, to be honest. Or do you fall asleep thinking of numbers? Yeah. Is numbers everywhere, all the time? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I believe uh, not just the data, but analytics is everywhere. It is not just within the organization, but you have to keep a track of your daily activities to have a very structured routine, right? Otherwise, you'll get lost someday. So, you have to be more logical in your daily uh, daily, daily conversations with your wife, with your family, with your friends. But yeah, data is important. Data is a new soil for our business, for everything. Do you, do you use data in your home life? Does it come <laughs> into your home life? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, but yeah, I, I follow patterns. And so let's say my wife doesn't like something. Mm -hmm. So I made sure that I'll not do that thing from next time. Really? So yeah, okay. so I observe trends and observe people so that I don't make mistakes. At mm. least I try to, well, let's see how things go. Yeah, it has made you more observant. Yeah. Oh, happy wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can actually give you her number. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could call her and find out. <laughs> Wow, That's, I mean, so so you're using it in every day. Yes, all day. Every day, yeah. I just I just love. Are you a, are you a mathematician, really? Yes. Uh, if I being from my education background, so yes, I'm a statistician. Mm -hmm. I did my life statistics and masters for oh, hell lot of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you just wish one day to be able to write words rather than numbers? <laughs> you know, I mean, I know, I know you probably do email and do things like that, but you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, what I'd say, writing a piece of word, or I would say content, and writing a summary or the storytelling for analytics is much more correlated, right? Because this is the most critical piece of any analytics journey that you have to weave a story around the data. Otherwise, no would would understand mm. those data, data layer, data things. So just imagine 
if I'm telling to my CEO that this is the these are the numbers which we are trending on let's do this thing let's do that thing it would be no I mean it would be a waste of time for him but if I weave a story around that that we have done this then it impacted this thing then now we are trying to do this thing that will impact to this thing in future that will eventually impact our budgets and so on so that were kind of a story so I would say writing a content and creating a story it's pretty much correlated because mm. I mean that's the big thing in content yes right is, is telling a story and you're just telling a story through numbers through and numbers. graphs yeah and in a, in, just in a different way yes true yeah, that's, that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> so um how important is analytics? Is it the most important thing in a business? Yes. If I talk about today's business, yes. It is the most important part because you need data, you need the analytics and logical reasoning at every stage of the business. Start from business operations to the final product delivery to the customer. Because let's say if you want to manage your business operations, then you have to see the data to identify the gap so that you can minimize the UI UX time for your customer so that it would be easy for him to make the booking. Then you have to see the customer's data as well so that you can personalize marketing campaigns for them so that they will see the right and exact thing which they are looking for. Right. Mm. From starting to end, data and analytics, both are very important. Yeah, also, the new buzzword these days is artificial intelligence. Yes. AI. So, how, what do you think that will AI uh, you know, replace uh, data managers, data scientists, or it's going to enhance? Uh, so, is your job in trouble? Is it a big Yeah. Yeah. So, it is. Tell a buzzword, I would say, is an uh, extension of advanced analytics. Now, people are using data and analytics in their day-to-day jobs, fixing the trends, forecasting, budget allocation, that's brilliant. Now, obviously, we need some kind of automation to some robots. We need to automate the processes, which is where we need artificial intelligence and machine learning. So that they can tell us the gaps quickly. But obviously, we need humans, right? Because we need to weave that story. So I would say after the artificial intelligence and machine learning, data analytics roles would be changed to an analytics and business translator. Yeah. Okay. So your job is safe. Yeah. <laughs> for now. So for now. So, yes, uh, so in the first segment we spoke about numbers, we had a lot of data and AI, GDPR. So now let's uh, get to Manish's personal side. To, so, Manish, how, you know, let's talk about your travels. You, you work in a travel company. And you, you, you make people, you look at customers' journey. Let's uh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what about you? What what do you like? What where next on Manish's world tour? What are the places you love? Would want to go? So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> interesting piece to be honest. So yes, uh, I am very lucky that I work with Icelander, mm-hmm. and that was the best part of my career, and obviously for my personal life as well. So yeah. So that got me opportunity to travel few European destinations like London and Hungary for work and for my personal, and then that is also got opportunity to travel to an African country, which is Mauritius, beautiful country. It's a it's a paradise on earth, but that would be my <laughs> honeymoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously, uh, my own country, India, which is geographically so diverse and so beautiful. Mm. from north to south west to east so lot to see and lot to appreciate i would say and yes travel is now more special to me and i would love to travel across the globe it is not just that i have few destination which i can pin down mm. and i can tell you but yes a uh, lot of asian destination is on my cards because my wife also loves to travel mm-hmm. that is the only common thing between us really? <laughs> yes definitely not data then yeah. <laughs> the travel uh asian destination then obviously uh european destination i would love to go to spain mm-hmm. for a beach experience okay yeah and argentina and amsterdam i believe mm-hmm. and i would love to go to iceland I want to see. I want to experience the northern lights from the Diglu with my wife. Yeah. So yeah. So so yeah. Wow. So so what's the fascination about Iceland for you? I mean, you said the northern lights, but is there more? Because Iceland's not that. It's quite a barren landscape. Yes. It's, so um, so it is not about the landscape, but it is unique, no. Yeah, northern lights. Then we have Blue Lagoon. Wow, between snow, there's a hot spring, right? Wow, wonderful. So yeah, it's it's more of uniqueness because uh, when I travel, I don't think too much. No. Because I travel to learn the new culture, to be the part of new community, and apart from that, so yeah, obviously for my Insta feed, and the more I travel, I want to travel more. That would be amazing. So, do you use data when you for your travel plan? You know, when you're planning for a <laughs> travel so, vacation. So, not really data, but yes, uh, the algorithm understanding because I understand the algorithm from the scratch because I know how these e-commerce portals work, how they track the customers. So, so what I usually do whenever travel or I I make any plan to travel. uh so i make sure to visit each and every portal and books i mean uh add something to my cart and then is left because i know the marketers will start tracking me and give me the offers and who knows i mean if i would be get lucky and if i get some latest offer or some discounts so yeah i know the algorithms do you like to explore place but you know a kind of freelance style you know just go wherever or do you prefer to have things planned out a little bit so i'm going to go here today i'm going to go there tomorrow here the next day 
so things have changed <laughs> before marriage uh-huh. it was like i was unplanned okay it was unstructured but yeah after marriage i have to take few responsibilities so i have to plan my things so thanks to isango because mm-hmm. now i know that where i can book my tickets my attractions so yeah so you were, you were recently in london um what did you think yeah london we are very good experience for me because i always wanted to be a part of london because it's it's a different culture hmm. there is no specific which i can tell you but there are multiple things people are very nice very kind and very humble sometimes i felt that people are more workaholic mm-hmm. sometimes people i felt that they're ready to explore the cities the vibes cosmopolitan city obviously everybody can work there everybody can raise their voice and yeah that kind of liberty which is really important to work in such environments yeah did you feel everybody was in a rush yes if i talk about the finance people yes they are the banker the investment people all suited up everybody is in rush so yeah <laughs> more so than in india is india quite laid back not really i don't think so i think the the economy is changing now especially in india people are getting more focused more determined because now our government is supporting us mm-hmm. especially the startups so yes people are getting more focused now they are not relying on uh, different countries for business like uk us now they are producing their own product now they are making people to work with us now they are making products for them that is the best experience i've i've actually had in india so yeah okay where where would you recommend to visit in india because you said you've traveled quite a bit around your own country so yes so where should we go leh ladakh kerala sikkim bangalore i want one one oh. <laughs> top one <laughs> top one it is so difficult to be honest but yeah for for the uh, ultimate indian experience where you're going to get a wash with all the culture and the people and the colors and the sounds and the food then no pressure yeah so i personally visited to kerala once for it was a 10 to 12 days long trip so i would prefer everybody should go to kerala mm-hmm. once because of uh it is so beautiful the landscape the, the landscape is so different from other cities and other states of india and one more piece which i would like to add everybody should go to leh ladakh which is the northern side of india and you, the kerala is south side oh yeah completely okay. i have done a uh, road trip uh, in uh, covered the entire leh ladakh region by road and yes it it's beautiful i i completely agree like the topo- it, it the, to- the landscape is something that you would never expect india to have i think that is some it's a like a surprise factor <laughs> yeah uh, in india it is beautiful yeah, okay really nice. you should plan leh ladakh in your next trip yeah. 
We will. And yeah. what are you planning next? What is your next destination? Oh, <laughs> it's again a tricky one. <laughs> but yeah, I am planning uh, Malaysia or Indonesia in March only. So apart from that, I have few European destination, uh, Spain and maybe Amsterdam is on my card in the mid of year. So yeah, let's see how things go on. And obviously, I need to take permission of my wife as well. Of course. End of the day, she's the boss. She's the boss. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, well, thanks Manish for uh, giving your precious time. And to, uh, to know more about Manish and his work and his travel, do read his uh, blog. Uh, in the limelight with Manish on our on on our on our Sango blog, uh, the guidebook. And yes, if you are planning your next travel, check out isango.com for unique tours and experiences. And for some more tips and inspiration, yes, again, read our blog, the guidebook. Thanks so much, Manish. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you. It was a lovely chat. Thanks, guys, for having me here. Pleasure. It was always be super fun to catch you guys. Until the next time. Cheers. <laughs>